Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So, I'm a hardcore atheist, never believed in anything spiritual or otherworldly, but I can assure you that I saw this thing with my own eyes from maybe one and a half meters away. Almost 20 years later, it is still the only thing that I've ever experienced that I have no explanation for other than, holy cow, I saw a grey alien. So I was skateboarding along a road in rural western Massachusetts at like 11pm. No streetlights, no traffic. Moon was out that night and provided enough light to see reasonably well. I was skating between two small towns in Berkshire County and there were no buildings or man-made structures anywhere nearby, just the woods on either side of the road. I hit a rock or a little pothole or something and I fell and skateboard flew forward maybe 20 feet ahead of me and off the road. I got up and jog up to it, bend down and pick it up off the grass and as I straighten back up, I see it. All grey skin, hairless, about the size of an eight-year-old child maybe. It had humanoid features and wasn't wearing any clothes. It was crouched down and hunched over atop what I want to say was a small tree stump. I didn't really pay attention to what it was sitting on so I can't be sure but it was in a squatted stance with its knees to its chest, looking downwards towards the ground, approximately where my skateboard had landed. It looked emaciated though, sickly. It was sitting at roughly a 90 degree angle from me so I was getting a profile view. I could see the outline of its ribs clearly and the notches in its spines running down its back. I could see the outlines of its shoulder blades through the skin. I want to say its ears were slightly pointy like elves ears. I can't remember that detail very clearly but... I'm fairly certain that it did have small pointed ears. Weird that that part is fuzzy in my memory too. Anyway, before I even truly registered what I was seeing, this thing then moves. It lifts its head from looking downwards and turns to face me. 
We made eye contact and I felt literally frozen. Its eyes weren't black. They were gray, a slightly darker shade of gray than the skin, I guess. And they had what I can only describe as depth. They were mostly human-looking eyes, though. Only it was as if they had a sparkly gray iris with no pupil. I was completely frozen, just staring into its eyes. It felt like looking into space or something. It was like there was some kind of movement happening behind the cornea, like cosmic bodies moving or stars twinkling or swirling. I've never seen anything like it, so it's really hard to describe this. I remember thinking afterwards, though, that it kind of felt like looking into a universe or something. It was almost hypnotizing. I'm pretty sure there's a scene from the remake of Stephen King's It where... Beverly is staring into the monster's mouth and there are sort of dancing lights inside and she goes into a trance. I've never read the book but I remember seeing the movie in theaters and thinking, holy cow, that's what the Grey's eyes look like. In any case, I was completely frozen for several seconds, just locking eyes with it. Not sure if it was holding me in place or if it was just the shock and the fear but it felt like it was literally peering into my soul though. Like it was somehow knowing everything about me. I cannot really describe what was going on inside of my head. It was one of those moments where time slowed down like being in a car accident I guess. It had a strikingly humanoid face though. Small mouth, tiny lips. I could see the outlines of its cheekbones. It had no facial expression whatsoever though. Completely blank stare, cold and uncaring. I did not sense any warmth or empathy from it at all, but also no outright hostility. Cold would be the best word to use, I think, and it definitely felt dangerous, that's for sure. It didn't look grotesque or monstrous or anything like that. I guess it could almost be described as slightly good-looking. There was almost something beautiful about it, as cheesy as that sounds. Naturally, I was not thinking I'm about to clap some alien cheeks at the time because I was terrified. And after what was probably only a few seconds of locking eyes with it, I screamed, jumped backwards into the road, and ran away in a panic as fast as I could. To this day, I still question whether or not I hallucinated the whole thing. But I was completely sober, not sick with a fever or anything out of the ordinary, and I've never had hallucinations or anything like that before or since then. This wasn't just a glimpse, mind you, as well. I mean, I had a totally unobstructed view. And I saw this thing move and stare at me with those sparkly grey portal eyes. It was, hands down, the freakiest experience of my whole life. As a closing remark, I'll say that since I did mention that it was nude, and since I'd certainly want to know what alien genitalia looked like if I was in your position, that unfortunately, I didn't get a look at whatever was between its legs. It was crouched or hunched in such a way that its little thighs obscured its crotch, so sorry to disappoint. I cannot confirm if it was male or female or what. I was living in a flat share on the outskirts of a city which is known for generally being very safe. A key is needed to enter the main building but 
Often the door isn't shut properly and so it doesn't lock. It's not really a, a cause for concern for anyone in the building as it's a very trusting neighborhood. But anyway, it's around 2am and I'm laying in bed naked, completely sprawled out. When someone opens my door and enters. I figure it's one of my flatmates going to the balcony. You have to walk through my room to access it so it's completely normal that someone might come in at that time. I've just smoked a spliff and it's 2am so I opt to ignore him and pretend to be asleep. I can feel him standing there for about two minutes though and I think maybe he's waiting for his girlfriend to join him and maybe he's stood there checking his phone. No big deal. He goes onto the balcony. Takes about two or three minutes so I figure it's definitely him. I mean he's smoking a cigarette. He comes back in and goes back to standing in total silence but... I'm half asleep at this point and don't really think much of it. Anyway, the next morning, my flatmate tells me that apparently someone broke in. Well, sauntered in, I suppose. Came into my room, went into the room of my flatmate and rummaged through his things. Went into the kitchen and upon seeing my flatmate wake up and come to see what was going on, quickly exited the building. Weirdly, the only thing that he stole was my pair of Marshall headphones. We were all very confused as to why they stole only my headphones, as opposed to money left on the table or my flatmate's multiple cameras, for example. We eventually spoke to our neighbors, of which there are around 15 in the building, and none of them had noticed anything out of the ordinary. They hadn't gone into any other apartments, in other words. We know that most of the neighbors also don't lock their doors at night as well, so it sounds as if they walked up three flights of stairs, ignored the other apartments, with the sole intention of coming to ours, and given the stealth, it's unlikely that they were intoxicated and it was just a mistake. Nothing else ever came of it, but the police said that they would keep an eye out, and I had to buy a new pair of headphones. But it left me thinking about... What would have happened had I opened my eyes and alerted this person standing over me? Would they have hurt me? Would it have been a total stranger or maybe someone who I've already met? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. 
with apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. This story happened three years ago, around the time that COVID started. It was early 2020 and I had just gotten a new job in a small town near my area. While looking for a place to live, my sister offered to rent her house to me. She had bought the house two years prior, but she and her husband didn't really take to it, and their commute to work was long, so they moved out and the house was uninhabited. Luckily for me, it was actually pretty close to my workplace, around a 40-minute drive, and my sister pretty much rented it for free to me. I just paid for the water and electricity and looked after the house. I was living there for a solid two or three months and had already gotten pretty used to it. When one night, after coming home from work and parking my car as I walked towards my door, I noticed something odd. There was a, a cigarette butt on the curb to my house. I leaned down and picked it up thinking that it might have been mine since I am a smoker, but after looking at the brand name, I realized that it wasn't mine and threw it away. I didn't think too much of it and just shrugged it off as some person throwing it at my curb. I went on with my night though and nothing unusual happened. Two days later, I was once again walking to my house when I spotted a few more cigarette butts, this time near my porch though. Needless to say, I was pretty ticked off and thought that someone sat on my porch and smoked, but since I didn't know who it was, there was really nothing that I could do about it. I noticed though that they were put out pretty recently, so whoever it was probably walked off as I was approaching. That night, I was watching a movie on my laptop and it was pretty late, past one in the morning, so I was surprised when I heard a car passing by. It's a suburban neighborhood and it was COVID, so people rarely ventured out at night, but I didn't think too much of it again. Around half an hour later, I was surprised when I heard chattering nearby. I listened intently, but I couldn't hear what they were talking about as their voices seemed almost muffled and quiet. By this point, I was getting a bit unnerved, so I stopped the movie and quietly got off my sofa and walked to the front door to make sure that it was locked. As I was approaching the door, I froze though mid-step. As I heard the two approaching my porch and reducing their talking to a whisper... I realized right away that whoever this was, they wanted to break in. I leaned against my front door and waited, expecting a, a loud bang against the door or the doorknob being shaken, but it was oddly quiet. I decided to walk over to the window to see if they had walked away or changed their mind. My windows have bars from the inside out that you have to unlock so that you could move the curtains or look out the window comfortably. I slowly unlocked the bar mechanism and lifted it up. I moved the curtains and was taken aback because leaning up against my window was a man. He was as startled as I was because he basically stuttered over his own steps as he jumped back. 
He tightened his hoodie to cover his face, so all I could really see was his big blue eyes looking at me. His friend realized what was going on right away and started to kick the door in. He kicked it a solid four or five times, but the door wouldn't budge. All the while, I was staring at them frozen in fear and trying to comprehend the situation. I snapped out of it though and slammed the bars over my window, locking them and running up the stairs to the storage room where I pushed a table up to the door and called the cops. As I listened and expected the two to come inside any minute, I heard a loud crash and the bars from the windows being shaken aggressively. When they realized that they couldn't get in, one of them let out a really long angry scream that probably woke up half the neighborhood. But by the time the cops came, they were long gone. The police couldn't find out who it was, but were more active in the neighborhood in the following weeks. Regardless, I wasn't keen on staying there, so shortly after, I moved out. My sister sold the house a few months later, and as far as I know, nothing similar ever happened since. In June of this year, I moved out of my parents' apartment as I finally got a steady job and longed for some sort of freedom. I looked for apartments that were affordable in my city and found one that's a two or three minute walk from my parents' apartment. To me, it was perfect. I'd get to live alone and my parents would still be nearby so I could visit them whenever I wanted to or pop in to have breakfast with them. The apartment itself is great as well. It's not really much to look at, but for a single male, it's more than enough. My apartment has a long corridor connecting each room together from the sides, with my front door being at the start of the corridor. My bedroom is the second room on the left, but since the walls are pretty thin, you can literally hear people in the apartment complex walking, talking, etc. from my bedroom, and any room for that matter, really. Last week, though, I came home from the pub after meeting up with a few friends. It wasn't really late, around 10.15 or 10.30ish, and I had the day off, so I took a shower and hopped into bed to watch some Netflix. It was probably around midnight when I heard a, a faint knock coming from the front door. I stopped the show that I was watching and listened for a minute or so, and just thought that it was my mind playing tricks on me. I continued watching Netflix when, once again, I heard a two-motion knock on my door. I sat up from bed, went to the door and looked through the peephole and sure enough it was pitch black. I once again shrugged it off and went back to my room but before I could even sit down properly I heard a slightly louder knocking at my door. At this point, I thought that it was my friends playing a prank on me, so I called my friend and asked if he was knocking on my door, and if he was, then it wasn't amusing. He paused for a second and said, Dude, I'm at home. I have to be up at like 7.30. I believed him and hung up the phone. I was talking pretty loudly, so whoever was knocking probably heard me, and as soon as I hung up, I heard another knock. At this point, I was pretty ticked off, so I walked to the door, looked through the people, and saw nothing. I then unlocked the door and took a peek and closed the door and locked it. Me being angry and a bit intoxicated, I decided to wait and catch whoever was knocking. So I spent a solid 10 minutes silently looking through the peephole before being a bit startled as someone put their hand over the peephole and knocked again. 
I immediately started unlocking the door and ran out the apartment to the hall. I heard someone booking it down the steps and heard him, supposedly, lean against the wall as his jacket. Lean against the wall as his jacket shrugged the wall, so I ran a few steps down before realizing that whoever this was was waiting behind the corner to get the jump on me. I hurried back inside and called the cops. They were there within a few minutes and scanned the building and the street but couldn't find anyone. They told me that it could just be some kids pulling a prank and to never run after someone like that. They kept a patrol car around the entire night and the knocking stopped. Now, it could have been some dumb kids, I suppose, but the part that gave me the creeps was the fact that whoever this was ran down the stairs and stopped behind the corner like that. He didn't keep running. If it were some pranksters, I find it more likely that they would have just booked it outside. As I said, it's been a week and the knocking stopped. It kept me on edge for a few days because I just expected to be jumped by someone when walking into my apartment, but so far, nothing has come of it. I have let it go at this point, but I just hope that it doesn't happen again. I want to preface this story by stating that I'm a very analytical person. I'm actually a technical business analyst, so my livelihood is to analyze and find reasoning behind every situation. But it's to the point where I just cannot deny that something is living in my family home and it imitates my mother. So I live in Queensland, Australia... And in about 2004, we moved into a very old Queenslander home. Google Queenslander home and you'll see the type of house that I'm talking about. It was a big fixer-upper with very high ceilings and a beautiful deck that caught the summer breeze perfectly. It was the first house built in the entire street over 150 years ago and used to be a celery farm. Random, I know. About 15 years ago, my cousin was sleeping over one night we were very close, and she told me all about her paranormal experiences. For context, she grew up in Indonesia, and her mother was apparently into black magic, so she has seen and experienced a lot of things. Is there anything in my house? I asked her. Yes, she replied. She sits on the windowsill of your mum's room, she said. Is it bad? I asked. I'm not too sure if I wanted to actually hear the answer, to be honest. Just don't bother it, she said, shutting down the conversation. Fast forward a few years. I was sitting on my bed studying with the door open. I then see my mum walk down the hallway with the washing basket, about to put on a load of laundry. About five seconds later, I see her walk down the hallway with the washing basket, going the same direction that she was before. I was baffled at that. I mean, how could she walk the same direction twice? I tried to shake it off thinking that it must have just been my tired mind playing tricks on me. After all, I was studying and it was pretty late. About a year passes and I had forgotten the spooky incident of my mum walking in the same direction twice. It was a Friday afternoon and I had my best friend over and we were hanging out in the kitchen talking to my mum. Mum was cooking dinner and me and my friend were just chatting away. My brother then appears from his room. Where's dinner, he asked. 
Still another 30 minutes away, Mum replies. But you just came into my bedroom and told me that dinner was ready. We all froze, silent. Chills ran up the back of my spine as I remember the incident that happened a year prior. No, I didn't, Mum responded. Uh, yes, you did, my brother exclaimed. You knocked open my door, walked into my room and told me that dinner was ready. Now, I can vouch for my mum that she definitely didn't do this. After all, I was with her the entire time. My brother shook his head. Perhaps I'm imagining things? And then walked back to his room. It was then that I knew that he wasn't imagining things though. From there as well, things got weird, but only for me. My brother never had another experience after that, and neither did my mum. My placid dog, a big fat golden lab, would jump up from her sleep and growl and bark at the corner of the room. Doors that I closed would open up behind me, and I always, always felt like something didn't want me there. Fast forward a few years though, and I had moved out of home, and was asked by my mum to dog sit while she went away for the weekend. I did. It was a hot summer night and I was in the spare bedroom with the air conditioning on freezing cold. Then, at the exact same time, the air conditioning turned off, my phone went to do not disturb, and the bedroom door flung open. I don't mean that the door just creaked open. I mean, it absolutely swung on its hinges like somebody had pushed it. I jumped up and ran out of the room, called my boyfriend freaking out. He calmed me down and for whatever reason I stayed at the house. As a horror film fanatic, I know that this was a dumb move, but it became time for bed, so I went to take the dog outside to go potty before bringing her back in. She is a, a stubborn old thing, and so I have to physically go outside and stand in the backyard with her, otherwise she just will not go. Whilst we were outside and the dog was sniffing around trying to find her toilet spot for that evening, I suddenly felt something. I don't know how to describe it because I didn't actually see anything, but I felt something that looked like my mother at the end of the backyard standing and looking directly at me. I know that that sounds really weird, but the feeling was so strong. People will say that it was your mind playing tricks on you, but... I swear that it wasn't, because I have never before nor since had a feeling like that before. It was like I was seeing something without actually seeing it. I sort of sensed it, I guess, and it sensed really strong. She was in a nightgown, blonde shoulder-length hair, looking just like my mother, except cold and emotionless and angry. I rushed the dog back inside and I went to bed. Needless to say, I didn't sleep well that night. Whatever it was imitating my mother, it didn't seem to like me. It never showed itself to my mum or brother, but for some reason loved to torment me. That was until recently. You see, I was over at my mum's for dinner and the topic of ghost stories came up. I brought up all the experience that I'd had at that house and how I found it so strange that mum never experienced it. Mum looked at me with a blank stare, almost as if she was trying to hold something in. What is it? I asked. Well, the other week, something happened. 
she began to tell me the story, which finally made her realize that I was telling the truth. Except this time, it imitated somebody else. My mum was with her friend on the balcony, having some afternoon tea or whatever. Where's the bathroom? Her friend asked. Just down the hallway, mum replied. Her friend then got up to go to the bathroom. From the balcony, you can pretty much see everything from the house as it looks straight down the hallway. Mum looked down, eating her afternoon tea, and when she looked back up, she saw her friend walk out of the toilet and into my mum's bedroom. My mum shouted out her friend's name, and then, what are you doing? But there was no response. My mum shouted a bit more, getting up from her seat to go and see why she went into her bedroom. And just as she was about to walk down the hall, there appeared her friend walking out of the toilet. She quickly darted into her bedroom upon seeing this, but nobody was there. I don't know what this thing is that imitates people in my mum's house, but I know that it's not nice. It's not friendly and it doesn't want me around. All I can say is that I'm glad I moved out when I did. And I guess my question for all of you guys is, has anyone else experienced anything like this? And if you did, did you ever get rid of it? This takes place in the rural farmland of southeastern United States. For those from around the area, you will know that there really isn't much around except for old farmhouses, fields, and the occasional subdivision. When I was around 17 or 18, I was dating a girl who went to the same high school as me. Being teenagers, we needed a place to be alone and what better than the front seat of my F-150. Often, it was hard to find a place to park that was away from the road and was far enough away from everybody else. One evening, as the sun was getting ready to set, I remembered an abandoned house with a long driveway and a tobacco barn off some old back road with no other houses around. I had been there before and explored the property. The house's roof had been abandoned long ago and currently had been used to store lumber, apparently. The house had no doors or windows left and the rest of the property was clearly in disrepair and didn't appear to be used at all. I figured this long forgotten property would make a good spot so I drove my truck up into the driveway far away from prying eyes. I put my truck in park, lifted up my center console and put on the radio. As my girlfriend and I were talking, she suddenly stops with her eyes glued to the rearview mirror and says... Uh, I think somebody is there. I initially blew her off as I was fairly confident that nobody was around for miles, but I glanced in my rear view to see a very beat up looking Ford truck had pulled directly behind mine and the door instantly flew open. Out jumped a tall, dirty looking man holding what appeared to be a gun with a weathered wooden stock. As I put my window down, the man advances yelling all types of obscenities from the side of my truck. As he walks up, I hear the distinct sound of the safety clicking off of an older rifle. I froze as the world stopped around me. I had never been held at gunpoint before. As soon as the shock wore off, I threw my hands up and I see the man had his sights aimed on me through the rear window of my truck. 
I looked over to my girlfriend who was frozen in shock and somewhat cowered into the passenger door. I remember feeling helpless and reaching for my pistol I usually had between the seats, which I quickly realized that I had left at home. This was probably a blessing in disguise as the strange man was clearly belligerent and under the influence of something, and I'm sure that him seeing my pistol would have just sent him more over the edge. As my hands are up and my girlfriend is shaking in fear, I eventually mutter out, What's going on, sir? The man, through rotten and missing teeth, shouts, You come out here tearing up my field and ruining my crops? He clearly had mistaken me for some of the ATV riders around the area who would often wander on the private property and tear up the land like that. Looking at the man, he didn't look like any of the farmers that I had known around the area, having lived here 15 years at this point. I was pretty familiar with the local farmers. This supposed farmer looked maybe in his early 30s and looked to me more like a, a junkie that I would see downtown. I replied to the man that I had never been here before, nor was I responsible for destroying his crops, trying desperately to defuse the situation. He wanted to hear none of it though and continued to mutter while still holding me at gunpoint. I waited for a break in his incoherent babbling to apologize profusely and say, Sir, if I had seen a no trespassing sign, I wouldn't have dared step foot on the property. The man advanced from behind my truck to open my window to yell, Didn't you see the sign? He didn't believe me. As I studied him, he continued to grip the rifle tighter and mumble to himself. I apologized some more and offered to leave when I noticed that he has me completely blocked in at this point, which means that there was nowhere to go. As soon as I mentioned leaving, he perked up and dropped the rifle ever so slightly, putting us out of immediate danger. My final flight briefly chose fight, but I knew that there was no way to jump out of the truck and get him before he could shoot. Time seemed to slow and... I felt like the silence that ensued lasted hours. He started to yell obscenities again, but started to walk back to his truck. As he passes my rear bumper, my girlfriend and I exchange glances. I had never seen a fear like that in somebody's eyes before, let alone somebody that I loved. I knew that I had to do whatever I could to get away from this unhinged stranger. So I fired up my truck and put it in reverse as he does the same. The beat-up Ford backed up into the road and stopped, waiting for me to exit. I backed into the road as well, my eyes never leaving the rearview mirror. As soon as there was enough space, I threw that truck into drive and stomped the gas pedal down as far as I could go. My tires squealed and the truck roared as it ran through the gears. I was familiar with the roads and was confident that I could outrun him if I needed to, as his truck looked like it was on its last leg, to be honest. As the speedometer flew past 60, I could see the man following us, but enough distance from my truck that it would be hard to put a hole in my tailgate. My girlfriend is calming down at this point and is trying to rationalize what had just happened to us. I drove and drove for several miles, constantly looking behind to see if he was following I briefly remember doing over a hundred miles an hour at some point. The mood in the cab changed to utter disbelief as we talk about how crazy the supposed farmer looked and awkwardly laughing off our near deaths. I never saw the man again after that and 
I never did return to that abandoned house, except for the next day to leave him some ruts in the front yard of the rundown property. Looking back, I haven't the slightest idea as to how the man knew that we were there as we weren't visible from the road, nor where we followed. I personally think that he was just some tweaker as I knew most of all the farmers in the area, and being in a small town like that, you know pretty much everyone. I had never seen this man in my entire life, nor have I seen him since. I certainly was in the wrong being on private property, I'll admit that, and had heard horror stories of people running from crazed farmers as bullets flew over their heads. However, a couple of kids parked up in what was clearly a forgotten property, several hundred yards from the nearest field, shouldn't have warranted a firearm pointed at me and my girlfriend who was sitting in a clean truck that obviously hadn't been tearing up any fields. Coming from a farming family and being close with farmers in the area, the last thing that you would catch me doing is tearing up somebody's livelihood. Regardless, I put my girlfriend's and my life at stake just to park up somewhere and fool around a bit. But trust me though, I never made that mistake again. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.